Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit BrumRadio.com. I'm Dave Massey. I am down at the Birmingham Hippodrome, uh, and I'm here again for the Jack and the Beanstalk Brum Panto, which is in Birmingham until the 28th of January. I am joined by Samantha Womack. Good afternoon, Samantha. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat to me this morning. Uh, this panto is wonderful, and you're wonderful in it, so well done, because I really enjoyed coming to see this on the press launch before Christmas. Thank you. Um, what's it been like as an experience? Yeah, it's been... Um, so The we started rehearsals in London and had um, a kind of... Well, it felt... When I heard that it was like a kind of week and a half, we thought, oh, gosh, that's that's quite quick. But actually, in the room were kind of lots of people that knew exactly what we were doing. We kind of... Uh, Tracy Lane, who uh, was our assistant director, obviously, with Michael Harrison, uh, the two of them are so great at what they do that we, um, we learnt it quite quickly and then came down here... Um, at the beginning of, of December and we haven't looked back it's been amazing the audiences have been so um, affectionate back they've been so loud um, and yeah it's been a real pleasure and normally the pantos are over by like the 7th of January and you, you guys are on till February is that weird have you done that before I have gone into January before, but not quite so late. Um, but I think the audience has changed dramatically. So there's kind of predominantly family-based kind of up until around Christmas. But, um, of course, all the schools get the opportunity in January yes. to come and see them, which is fantastic to introduce them to the theatre. It's it's a lot of children's first experience with the theatre, um, understanding what that is and the magic of it all. And you hope that that will continue through the rest of their lives. You know, if you get them young and they enjoy the experience, hopefully they'll keep coming back. That was, this theatre was my first Panto experience when I was like seven or eight. Do you have a first memory of Panto at all? Or, or like a younger experience of it? Yeah, I do remember my one of my first shows that I saw uh, actually wasn't too dissimilar to a Panto, I suppose, because of the colour and the um, the kind of life of the show. It was called Barnum. Yes. Uh, you remember the musical yeah. Barnum? And I was obsessed with that. My grandmother took me to see that at the Palladium when I was, I think, five or six. Mm-hmm. Michael Crawford was yeah. playing the lead. And I was completely kind of uh, spellbound. I asked her to take me back to see it as many times as we could afford. And that really was the first time that I was transported into that world. You know, the kind of minute that you sit down in the seat and the lights go down and you hear the the kind of the, the orchestra or the band playing, There's, there is a magic. And once you've experienced that, you, you always want to go back for more. Birmingham people are really terrible at recognising famous people. <laughs> we, uh, we, if, if we think we've seen a famous person, we just go, that's not them, that can't be them. I think TK Maxx, I beg, beg to differ. I wore a mask in TK Maxx um, because, you know, I was just trying to stay kind of uh, healthy and safe because we've got two shows a day. And by the time I got upstairs to pay, uh, they had all congregated around the till and said, I knew it was you, and that was just from my eyes. <laughs> I was like, this is the most amazing thing ever. obviously we shout at Alison wherever we see her in town but has that been your experience have you been able to get around Birmingham fairly incognito or are we pointing are the staffing shops doing that uh, it depends if yeah. you linger for too long, doesn't it? <laughs> the problem with soap is you've been in everyone's living room for four times a week yeah. for at least kind of seven or eight years. So even if people um, don't know why they recognise you, they'll always do a double take because you've just been in their household, I suppose, yeah. for such a long time. 
And that must be really weird because they do recognise your voice then when you're speaking. Yeah, I think, yeah. Although, luckily, I'm not shouting as much as I did in EastEnders, <laughs> so it might be a slightly different voice. And she was a bit more like that. But, um, yeah, it's a funny thing. But actually, everyone's always really pleasant. You know, um, people only ever really want to speak to you because they're excited. Yes. So, uh, And that's part of the industry, isn't it? You'd be crazy to be in an industry where you were being recognised and then resent it. What's it like working with Matt Slack? And did you already know him before coming to do this? Yeah, of course I'd heard of Matt Slack. I'd never worked with him before, but, you know, he's uh, he's legendary in terms of kind of on-stage comics. Um, you see the work and the preparation that he does firsthand. I got to see that firsthand this time round because... Uh, he works on the script all year round yes. but actually being on stage with him is actually much harder than you think mm-hmm. because i get i get lost in what he's doing so i forget even something simple like the letters of the alphabet you would think that that would be an easy thing but because he's doing these amazing impressions in between each letter i have to remind myself not to get lost in the impression otherwise i forget the last letter i just said so i actually end up looking <laughs> really kind of uh, bad at my job but it's just because i'm enjoying what he's doing so he's doing his very best to disrupt you all the way through it and it's brilliant to watch because obviously he sees you as a professional actor and uh i see him because he calls you by name during during it sometimes i've seen him do that yeah, as well he'll do that it's kind of a fake corpsing thing which is great with panto is that you look like you're slipping up yes. and calling the person by their actual name and that brings the audience even closer i love that about panto it does because we always wonder on the press night whether that's then going to happen through throughout the show uh, and then i hear people go that's so good we'll keep that in let's do that again yeah. uh, and then you get a, a similar reaction the next day um so just does it build throughout as, as the panto goes on like that it does some things stick and you you will repeat over and over again ideas that have worked gags that have worked but matt is uh you know a consummate kind of uh professional but also wants it to be as good as it can possibly be so we'll still you know if you think something's not working we'll adjust it sometimes you'll repeat the gags uh the kind of uh the corpsing gags that you did sometimes you won't and that's the beauty of theater you i think you're always going to get a slightly different show particularly when the stage is full of kind of lots of creative people that are striving to make each show slightly different not just for the audience but for themselves we all love you know that experience of doing a show and keeping it fresh so it does feel like that that's that's what's so lovely again about theatre is it's live you know you what, what you get on that particular day may not be what the next person gets the following day there's a there's a real mixture of energy on the stage when you're watching the show and knowing the cast as well you've got like um andrew who's been doing it as the dame for for years and i don't mean years and years but i do mean he's been doing it for years and then you've got alexander who's like a young puppy uh who's coming out to do (laughs) to do things uh on the stage and he's like every time he's climbing up the beanstalk you feel like he's doing it for the first time but he's not doing it for the first time he's got that wonderful enthusiasm he's a perfect jack really because it um it it actually takes a lot of talent to look that kind of vibrant and buzzy and and he makes it look like it's him it's his personality but actually to be that joyful and energetic twice a day is really hard work and to not make jack sometimes cloying or um a bit patronizing because they're they're written as straight parts aren't they so he is the perfect jack 
he he and and as is our Billy with um, with Princess Jill, they both have got exactly the right mix of kind of tongue in cheek, but at the same time the innocence, what the children are looking for yeah. to engage with the story, which is why there's a little bit for everyone. If we were all doing kind of adult knowing performances, you wouldn't engage the children as much. So it's a real lovely kind of mixed bag. I really like the accents that you get to do when you're, um, and I, 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 I've, I, um, because I know that you can do accents from having seen you in the, in the shows that you've done before. What's that like to be able to switch into those accents, or do you have to think about it? Well, you're off stage and then take a deep breath. Well, they weren't written. That's just me putting something in just to keep <laughs> that, myself interested. Because you know, otherwise, sometimes you've got to find you've got to find the work within the work. So, you know, often the baddie will be just that. She'll be written as someone that gets booed uh, when she goes on stage and you're full of kind of high drama. But because of the nature of pantomime, it's actually nice to be in on the comedy, sometimes even as the baddie. And actually what's unusual with this one is they've included me in the, one of the comedy routines. You know, yes. if, I, if I were... Um, if I would not down on the farm, what else yes. would I be? And we all take on these various different characters. You know, traditionally a baddie wouldn't be in that because you're kind of breaking mm-hmm. that character. But actually, I've really enjoyed that about this production. I've been allowed to have a go at my own kind of comedy stuff. And, and the accents for me are great. Even the turnaround at the end where she becomes good um, and I change my voice again. The audience really enjoy that. Yeah. So, uh, And it keeps it interesting for me. And, and it's brilliant. I really enjoy it. And I really enjoy when you guys are trying to not hit each other on the stage. Yeah, that has gone wrong a couple of times. <laughs> on press night, I actually got it wrong. Got a real, I got a frying pan in the mush. Um, but that was because I had gone to my second character before oh, Alison. Okay. So the choreography was all out of sync. <laughs> no one else would have known, but we all knew yeah. that I'd gone wrong. Um, and it was too late to try and rectify it. I mean, it's a rubber frying pan, but it still gave us all a shock. Um, but the audience loved it, and that's you know that that is what it is. I'm always pleased when I'm put over on the other side of the theatre, so I don't get hit with the water. water. And the previous years, I've been hit with the water before. Kids love that, <laughs> don't they? They're screaming, but they absolutely love. My mother used to turn up with an umbrella. <laughs> she used to go right. We're going to put the umbrella, and she did do it. Yeah. And uh, we've be, we've been splashed on press night before. <laughs> You've just been in Forty Second Street last year. Um, and I've seen you being in the line, line the Witch in the Wardrobe, which has been here for 10 weeks over at the, the rep. Oh, yeah. uh, and then prior to that, I saw you here in the Adams Family oh, yeah. and the Girl on the Train. These are fantastic productions. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoy when you come to Birmingham to be in these productions. I think you're fantastic in them. Uh, what, um, what's next for you? And are you allowed to tell us anything that you're doing next? Uh, I don't know, actually. There's um, the way there always is. There's a few things that you have to look at in terms of... I live in Spain at the moment. Yes, so yeah, yeah. Um, it makes uh, choosing jobs complicated because yeah. what you're trying to do also is avoid the 90-day rule. So I try to work my jobs in also not just with creative um, choices but also with timing choices, mm-hmm. so things that will work for us to spend as much time at home as possible. So there's two or three things. Now, there's some amazing shows coming up. Um, this the end of this year um, all of which could be potentially very exciting so it's just a case of kind of um, I suppose making a decision Brilliant Samantha thank you so much for chatting to me about this today Thank you well, You can see Jack and the Beadstalk uh, which is the Rum Panto which is on at Birmingham Hippodrome until the 28th of January check out the websites uh, pantomime.com uh, and birminghamhippodrome.com to buy tickets Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.